a lot of people are seeking mentors, right? They want to know how the person who has a hundred units or a thousand units, how do they got there? So what most people do is they'll go to these events if they go and they'll kind of just approach the person and ask, 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 but they're not thinking, what does this person need and how can I add value? Right. And so I think that's like the first step. Number one is showing up to these events where all these people are who's in real estate. And then the second piece is instead of just asking for information, you have to look at their situation and say, what is their pain point? What are they struggling with? Is it marketing? Is it promoting the event more? Is it the volunteer aspect of it in the beginning to welcome guests? Uh, is it the book table? I don't know. Find something that the club needs or your mentor needs and uh, try to place yourself and add value without asking for anything in return. Welcome to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. What's the real power of leverage? People think real estate is all about leveraging capital. Money is important, but what about the decisions we make? The things we do and don't do determine our success as investors. Choices and actions create success. Before we get to the bank, we make choices guided by mindset and by the things we do and don't know. If we want to succeed as investors, we need to leverage knowledge. We need to increase what we know so our actions pay bigger dividends. Join host Terry Schauer and Jean-Philippe Claude for conversations with leading experts in the real estate field. From mortgages to mindset and from macroeconomics to local market trends, Grow your knowledge capital with us. Welcome to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast, where we seek advice to help us make better investing decisions. Hey, it's, uh, so we're live uh, for the deal of the week, uh, Real Estate Investors Podcast. It's with huge pleasure that I receive one of my favorite graduate of all time, of course, Steph Wu. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Good, good, good. Steph Wu also, uh, she's a volunteer at uh, the club since the first day. One of our first coaching graduates, a lady that is all about action and doing stuff and smiling and charity and, and all of that stuff. And plus, she's a mom and a real estate investor. So uh, in the next 15 minutes, we'll discuss about breaking the barrier. Of course, there's a lot of classes out there on real estate, a lot of videos. Of course, uh, the club offers a, a coaching program, but this gives you the toolbox. But what breaking the barrier of using that toolbox and, and making your first deal. And, and this is uh, actually what you did, uh, Steph. So this is... Uh, the idea of the podcast for the next 15 minutes. So Steph, can you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm Steph Wu. I'm from Montreal, uh, well, west of Montreal, so Vaudreuil. I always tell people I'm a mom and a wife first and all else second. So as a career woman, I am a financial advisor and then a real estate investor. And I'll also talk a little bit about how my career parallels into real estate investing at the same time. And currently in my portfolio, just super quick, I think it's like the least sexy part of real estate. It's what is in somebody's portfolio. I'm more interested in the story and the mindset behind it and how people got there. Because if I just told you, okay, cool, I have a single family house. I'm a joint venture in a 40 unit and I have a fourplex going on right now. That's nice. But what did I do to get there? I think that's probably the piece that I want to share with new investors and people are, who are probably a little scared to get started. Okay. Talking about getting started, what got you started? What breaks the little barrier there of between theory and practice? 
Yeah. So I would say the first piece is, and I don't know if a lot of people talk about it, but the networking aspect of it is so, so important. So before joining the club here in Montreal, I was listening to podcasts like Bigger Pockets podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I was obsessed with that. I joined some mastermind groups with high level individuals, high net worth called M1. And basically what I noticed is all these people who were rich and wealthy, they had one thing in common and that was real estate. So I'm like 27 years old right now. I hear about real estate. I'm surrounding myself with people who are very successful. And all I hear about is real estate, real estate, real estate. So at the time, I didn't know how to get there. My father has been a waiter his entire life. And my mom actually worked at CAE for her entire life as well, nine to five. She just retired. And so I knew I, need, I, I wanted another way out. It wasn't just about working corporate. I really wanted to build my wealth. And so, yeah, I basically, I believe that success leaves clues. And I saw that these people who were successful did real estate. And so I decided real estate. Oh, that's that awesome. And talking about mindset, uh, Steph, you did something uh, that uh, many people are, are not thinking about. The first time you came into our events, the first thing you said is that, how can I volunteer? How can I help? And I think to all of you who are searching a mentor, I think it's always thinking on how can I give and then receive, which is a, a very good quality of people succeeding is giving back and receiving afterwards. So I think that's something you naturally sure. got. Can I talk to the audience a little bit about that piece? Because I think it's extremely important. Of course. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, what Jean-Philippe is saying is the whole networking aspect of it. And a lot of people are seeking mentors, right? They want to know how the person who has 100 units or 1,000 units, how do they got there? So what most people do is they'll go to these events if they go, and they'll kind of just approach the person and ask, 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 ask. But they're not thinking, what does this person need and how can I add value, right? And so I think that's like the first step. Number one is showing up to these events where all these people are who's in real estate. And then the second piece is instead of just asking for information, you have to look at their situation and say, what is their pain point? What are they struggling with? Is it marketing? Is it promoting the event more? Is it the volunteer aspect of it in the beginning to welcome guests? Uh, is it the book table? I don't know. Find something that the club needs or your mentor needs and uh, try to place yourself and add value without asking for anything in return. I think that's a key piece. That's a key to success, having a mentor. That's, you can't believe how many times we've been asked, and that's okay. I mean, we're coaches. I mean, that's okay. We deliver information, but out of a hundred conversations, there's one of them that asked, well, ask if do you need something. So keep that in mind if you want to get mentorship or you want to get sympathy of any mentor. I'm talking about outside the club. Just give first a quality that, uh, that you already have. Talking about real estate now. So the joint venture on the 40 units is something. And we're going to discuss more about jumping into real estate. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking of, of getting into the real estate, what broke the barrier? I think it's a fourplex in Il Perro. How did you break that? Like I'm, I'm saying, I think. Like it's how to take problem. action on it? Is that exactly. what you're asking? Like how, take, how action. take action? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, just like, okay, one night I decided I wanted real estate and the next day I got it. That's not true. I've been wanting and learning about real estate for the past three or four years before I actually took action, maybe even seven years, actually. And so what broke the barrier was uh, 
I took the course, so I did take the coaching and like Jean-Philippe, you didn't tell me to plug in anything, but I think by taking the course and being surrounded by people who get, you can borrow confidence from people in the course who are sharing what they've done and then you have access to them. So first of all, I was just, I gave birth like uh, three months before putting the offer on. I was on mat leave. It was COVID. And I just decided on like in 2020, I just want to buy my first physical property that's not too far and so it's 5 a.m. and I'm like literally scrolling through my phone while feeding Jackson and I see a fourplex pop up. It's 5 a.m. And so the visits were at like 10 to 12 that same day. I texted my agent and I was like, listen, whether you're there or not, I'm going to show up by myself. And of course he showed up, but it's just not overanalyzing and just knowing what you're comfortable with. I saw the price of the property. I saw the location. I saw that it wasn't too much of a, like a fixer upper. I knew for my comfortability, some people want to gut and some people want to renovate like crazy and buy at the cheapest price. But even if it was, even if you gave me a property for free and I needed to renovate and think about that, that's not my criteria. I don't want to pay contractors. I don't want to deal with that aspect of it. So for me, I needed something that was turnkey, I would say. Not a lot to fix. It was in my price range of under 500000 And I saw four units. For me, that's four streams of income with like in my mind to build a kitchen, a bathroom and a space itself. Like how much does that cost? For me, it was a built-in thing for 400000 And why not just get started? That was my mindset of just like taking action, putting an offer and yeah, going from there. And going in the field, which is and going a- in the field. Yes. <laughs> Which yeah. is really important because you can't buy a property behind your computer even at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's very good. And, and I think a, a very good point we can jump on here, uh, Steph, is that everybody has a different objective in real estate. And knowing what you want is really something useful. It's tough. It's tough to, let's say, figure out what exactly you want. I remember you were talking about the chalet at one point, And then that's okay. That's all part of a process. Real yeah. estate, it's, it's about skating. There's a bunch of different things you can do while skating. You can play hockey. You can, you can do a speed skating. But it's learning how to skate and then picking up a sport out of it and it's perfectly normal to to go here and there but you did know what you wanted i don't think you want an empire of a thousand door that's i don't think it's but i do i do that is it actually i do it's good yeah it's good but if the listeners like you have an objective i've like i've been teaching real estate for quite a few years now and some people just want to have an objective of of six doors some an empire of, of a thousand doors. That's something I'm learning from you, Steph, today. But a thousand doors, it's it's amazing. But you need to start at the kindergarten, let's say. It's not it's not that I'm it feels bad. Like I'm not saying it's a bad transaction. I started with a triplex, but I you need to learn. Somewhat. You need to learn. Exactly. I Go think ahead. an important piece there is uh what you're saying about the objective is super important. I talk to some people who reach out and they're like Hey, Steph, I'm looking at a condo. Is it a good deal? And for me, it's not about the good deal or not. It's what's your objective. For him, he basically said he wanted to own two condos by retirement. And that was his goal. And that's okay. He didn't want to manage like a sixplex or an eightplex or a hundred doors. So if that's his objective and to him, that's real estate investing and that's his retirement goal, then that's okay. So yeah, your goals, your objectives, totally different. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree on that. 
Yeah, that's good. And how did it go to transaction? Is there some takeaway things that went good, things that went bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the good piece is uh, right when I went in, those of you who don't know me, I'm somebody who loves people, but I hate spreadsheets. So talk to me about, yeah, <laughs> about analyzing numbers and everything. That's not my thing. And so for those of you listening who are also the same and uh, yes, analyzing and understanding your, your numbers are important. But if you're not good at that, partner up with people that are good at that and uh, grow together. So the example is I don't like dealing with problems and a lot of people don't obviously, but I kind of just put in place a property management company by default. So right when I bought the property, I told my sister-in-law, I'm like, yo, let's just start a property management company. She's going to step in as property manager. It's only a fourplex. Think about that. It's a fourplex. Mm -hmm. You don't really need one, but she's uh, opposite from me. So she created um, like little templates and stuff saying like, welcome to the property, um, all the new rules and regulations. So now in a Google drive, we have all these things that she created. Why did she do that for me for free for the first year? It's because she wanted to learn about real estate. And I was like, perfect. So come in with your skills, things that you're happy doing. So whenever there were phone calls from tenants, she dealt with it. Whenever there were leases to sign, she dealt with it. I just kind of showed up as the owner and the landlord and I would just sign with her, but she explained everything and it made uh, the last year incredible. Um, just like so much easier, so much synergy. I'm sharing knowledge. She's gaining knowledge. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. For free for the first year. For free. There you go. She gave and then she's going to receive afterwards. So that's, that's awesome. That's great. And if I can step in a little bit as a, as a coach and telling you that starting with a Plex is a really, really good idea when you have no experience, especially if you live in an apartment, because the down payments of Plexes, if you go or you have the intention of living into that property is much lower so the down payment is better and you learn. So let's say you have two difficult tenants. Well, you only have two. If you go for a 12 plex as a starting point, then it's going to be harder. And you don't have all these process in place, Correct. like the little welcome and templates. And it's tough. It happens. I mean, my friend uh, Charles-André Follum, which was at the events, uh, also gave us a good hand. He started with 64 units. He bought a garage, some smaller units, but he started like, boom, 64 units. It happens, but this is not, I think, the best way to do it. The best way to do it is just start small, learn, systematize the business. If you haven't read it, the E-Myth. E yes, E-Myth. Yeah, yes. that's a beautiful book. Systemizing your big business like a McDonald's yes. and then growing and then growing and able to grow the business until the next step where you're going to change your business, change your model and stuff. But if you want to jump in in real estate, Plexes are the best, I yeah. think. So I think that's a very, very good step that you did, uh, Steph. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> and we have uh, Sandra and Oliver saying, good job, Steph. And the intention of living, uh, Oliver, which is uh, actually following this class actually on Friday. So oh, cool. Hi, Oliver. I'll meet you one day. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually, we'll be able to meet in person. 
All right. Anything else you want to tell uh, the audience about uh, real estate jumping, the transaction? Yeah, just have fun with it. I don't think people are having enough fun with it. I think something that I learned in the course that was super important in this transaction was a promise to purchase is just a promise to purchase. If somebody understood that as a real estate investor, you're already ahead of the game. If you see it as just like a, I think people take it so seriously, but once you put the clauses of being able to back out of it, it's a game of numbers. So basically the promise to purchase that you're writing, just like put out as many as possible. And even if you get rejected, it's okay. And yeah, I look forward to my no's. Like when people say no to the offer, I'm like, well, at least it's one step closer to my yeses. Yeah, I love it. I, I always say in the class that, Promise to purchase is a shot to the net. I love hockey. So basically, you're just with the puck and you're taking a shot. Maybe you'll miss. Maybe the goaltender will stop it. But eventually, you'll make a goal. So if you don't make that shot, that's 100% chance of failure. So you're not going to be able to score if you don't shoot. You need to shoot. And understanding how you get out of a promise to purchase safely, which is important. Correct. Uh, well, that's that's just a shot. And you get a no. Every no will get you closer to uh, eventually. Uh, exactly. Yes. And then, like, even for the promise to purchase, like, if uh, you have to put higher, I think people are so set on, you know, getting the lowest price. But that's why you have to have your team, like your agents and everyone around you to give you the advice of it's okay to offer an extra 10, 15,000. It's not going to make a difference in the long run. And all you want is that promise to purchase acceptance. That's all you want. After that, you it's like fair game. You can negotiate, you can have fun with it. But yeah, just put out more promise to purchases. That's it. And you jump into the game, you learn, and then that's the first step that we're actually doing. Steph, what a pleasure. What a pleasure to have you. Uh, we're probably going to like ask you again to come into the podcast. Yeah. So next deal, okay. keep us posted. Keep us posted in the next deal. We'll put you on, on the air again. So okay. Steph, thank you for your time. Thank you thank for your you. time. Yes. yes. Have a great <laughs> day, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating, leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.